How ya bane? It's another episode of the Down by Two podcast with yours truly, Joshua Elijah. And to my right, as always, Jesse McKay, also known as Birdman, also known as Stinky Binky, also known as uh, Dr. Dude Little, also known as Mr. Sanchez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, baby? And a belated happy birthday i yeah my dude celebrated a little birthday um, yeah i did but unfortunately you've just been a little bit of a sicky poo all week haven't you yeah yeah currently battling a little cold a little, a little cold there we we're just bit of a mouth breather today <laughs> uh, <laughs> um we were just we just hopped off the horn with um ben holmes who uh is from sportsnet and sportsnet bets and uh host of uh Ben's best bets as well. And just during the interview, you just like see like the snot just rolling down. Just no, like, you uh, can't. <laughs> glistening you in can't the camera. See me with my mouth open, just like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, what? Uh, man, yeah. Got to get you back into top ship, ship shape here um, yeah. and get you get you back to full health. Uh, uh, but yeah, man, uh, we uh, we're, we're not going to take too much longer here with the uh, intro um because uh we 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 dive right into it talk about the trade deadline uh what that meant for the blue jays uh and talk about some of their recent struggles and what the rest of the season kind of looks like as well um and you can find it all over on blah 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 blah. uh find it all over (laughs) (laughs) you know when your tongue and your mouth just stops working oh is that a limoncello or the um, the lacroix limoncello it's a mango that's the mango uh, among gay Lemongade, the Lacroix. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were rocking with the limoncello, man. Limoncello is the limoncello honestly, one is un the real. best fucking flavor, bro. They got so many it's good the ones. The best one. It's I'll crush a whole one. eight pack in one day. I know, bro. Not just even wasted on the quah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm overhydrated. <laughs> the quah got me feeling turned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can find all this and more over on Cryer Media. Uh, visit Cryer.co. Uh, for all things DB2 and sports-related content as well. Uh, also check us out uh, over at yupbeer.com. There are sponsors, yupbeer.com, uh, to find a location near you. Now available in beer stores across Ontario. Um, I'm not sure if the Pills is out there yet. Uh, I know they were doing a soft launch on it, but the but the Yup Light, the Light Lager, it's available everywhere. Uh, like I mentioned, um, $42.95 for a case of beer. That ain't half bad, considering that most of the big brand beers are looking around 50 bucks a case. So uh, be sure to go visit. Beer's uh, expensive now. It's expensive. It's crazy. Uh, not for nothing, though, but we also shot a beer commercial for them, which is now available online. So go check out some of our my uh, uh, directorial debut for a commercial um it was actually it was actually all the boys from all i didn't i didn't have anything to do with the editing or the production or anything like that and even the directing i'm taking the thunder away from silver drop media they're the they're the gods behind all this and they're the masters at work Uh, shout out to our boys tyler and brandon over at silver drop media uh for just making good shit again um 
And then not to mention as well, our newest sponsor that we have, uh, Indestructible Clothing Company, uh, Indestructible MFG Clothing Company. Uh, visit Indestructible. Check out that QR code. Where do I do I got it? Right down somewhere around there. Uh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Thanks for the help, bro. Uh, uh, go ahead, scan that barcode. Check them out online and use promo code down by two all one word lowercase uh for 15 percent off your next order do it it's also some pretty big sales going on there pretty pretty big sales pretty nice uh, sales pretty nice um yeah amazing clothing great quality stuff we're happy to rock it uh it's, it's good shit and that's uh your very own brand there Birdman. that you, hey, you can get this hat oh. that i design or i help design look at that <laughs> yeah this little dad bucket love that head tart um <laughs> what's what is we were chatting about your tarp what is what is the tarp that you're wearing there because it's a blue jays shirt but it's got a bear on it yeah so uh, i got this (laughs) (laughs) i I went probably just used up all your energy to do (laughs) yeah just smiling um i went to the jays game on saturday for as a little birthday present uh from my girlfriend and Mm -hmm. That was yeah. As we were talking about in the interview, that's that's the one where Manoa plunks what's his what's his face literally in the face. Um, God, that was brutal. Um, But yeah, this was the Grateful Dead T-shirt giveaway, and it came with your ticket. So normally they have stuff to give away for like the first 20,000 fans or something. Yeah. 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 And you go early, like usually the bobbleheads and stuff like that. But this, this one, you purchased a specialty ticket and choose your size uh, when you're buying the ticket. So cool. I had mentioned like before the season started that this, I wanted to go to this game because this, this, this is a, Dude, this is a sick shirt. Like that's a as sick... far as like a, yeah. a Jay's giveaway thing goes. Like oh, they got, got the patch on the side on there. there too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got uh, number on the back from I think when the band w- was founded as well. Um, mm, but yeah, I just thought it was a cool collab. I like that it's like this nice blue tie dye, and yeah, it was a it was a good game to go to as well. It was a little dead, and then they they came back like yeah near the end of the game to take it so that saturday game yeah good good Um, one to be at dope i'm actually waiting for our homie uh ted who i think went to the chapman game and got the chappy tarp um the the right that was the day after yeah so i um i i'm waiting for that one so uh ted if you're listening to this i haven't forgotten uh when you drunkenly told me that i could have it so um (laughs) (laughs) but man that's sick yeah no we uh we ended up having uh having our boy ben holmes on the show um uh, our newest friend to the podcast uh he was absolutely awesome to be able to have on uh very knowledgeable dude uh did a bunch of stuff for sportsnet and sportsnet bets as well um and now doing his own uh takes as well with uh ben's best bets um gonna looking forward to working with him on uh on several different occasions as well have him back on the show for uh the football season that's coming up uh basketball as well um and uh, a bit of puck so um without further ado let's just jump into it because we got a lot of good juicy stuff uh in that episode so here he is ben holmes hope you enjoy it here we go down by two another episode coming at you here um this next guest coming on the show um been chatting with him for quite some time and you know when you're just 
chatting to somebody online i mean maybe for the average listener you just don't chat to randoms uh, online uh but that's kind of what i do i, I just talk, talk to strangers all the time online uh but when you're chatting with someone and you already can kind of get a sense that you're like yeah this guy's gonna be good shit can't wait to have him on the show uh that's what we have right here uh you might have seen him on sportsnet and uh, sportsnet bet as well uh but we have ben holmes from uh ben ben's best bets did i get that right yeah, you know it, bro. That's some there alliteration right there. Yeah. That's some alliteration. Ben Holmes from Ben's Best Bets uh, on the show, buddy. How you doing, man? Great for great for you to be able to come on here. Happy to have you on and uh, really stoked to uh, be able to chat a little bit of baseball with you, man. I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It really oh, is the dog right. days of summer, right? Like in a week or so, like we'll be right into football futures and everything, but we're still hanging uh, on baseball yeah. now. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It's, uh, it's, it's so tough, man, especially just, just trying to survive the summer without baseball or without uh football. Um, me and a few of my buddies were, were starving for football so badly that we decided to find, uh, a, an XFL league, uh, online, <laughs> but like, that. but like Yahoo doesn't have it. And like, it's definitely not like ESPN or whatever. So it's just like a fan generated platform, um, no just like alternative the fantasy sports and it's just the th like the the actual like dashboard just crashed all the time so you never <laughs> knew if your lineups are actually working or not and it's the xfl it's just like is this person playing is he active or is he in jail like we don't really know <laughs> so and like that's like how low we stoop to and then everyone's just like but there's cfl and we're like yeah eh, that's fine we're, uh... <laughs> we're, we're we're pissing off so many cfl fans right now they're like oh no football. no we don't there mean to we, there is oh, no, we don't mean to man that's so bad because we're actually going to be doing some cfl coverage next week but i mean like that's neither here nor there it's that's neither here nor there we love our argos uh but man i just xfl was just uh that was a, a real i mean high point or low point i don't even know how to consider that uh as, as a gambler uh but anyways it was uh it's it's i'm really stoked to be able to have the nfl uh fat rapidly approaching here but um for the time being um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um you've had some uh you know recently with uh sportsnet and sportsnet bets and kind of tell us about you know a little bit about yourself where you came from and talk to us about that uh experience working with sportsnet yeah, totally. It's, it's so funny because I can talk all day and all night, but when it comes to talking about myself, that's like the one thing I struggle with. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, you're killing yeah, it. You're doing great. I grew, well, um, I'm from the East Coast of Canada, like right around hmm. Halifax. And, no way. Uh, whereabouts? Uh, whereabouts in Scotia? In Scotia? Well, okay. You really want a backstory here? So I actually, yeah. even further back, I grew up in England, actually. So I okay. grew up, I didn't move to Canada until I was 14. Oh, wow. Um, and then, but my love of North American sports, just like instantly, like right away. Um, oh, so I grew up just outside of Halifax, just outside of this town called Truro, Nova Scotia. Shout oh, out. I know fucking Truro. There you go. I know man. Truro. What was it? I, uh, what was the bar? I remember doing a show at a bar there. Was it Chevy's? I don't know. I forget the name of it, but it was gross. It was a gross. That's, I, I, I'm sure it was gross, bro. Like it doesn't matter yeah. what you said. It really didn't matter. Um, and then I, I, I knew Toronto was for me. So in 2016, I came over and did a Centennial College's program of sports journalism, which was awesome. Had some amazing professors, and there's some people from that program that have gone on to do really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, then during the pandemic, I actually moved to Australia for the before the pandemic for just beach babe surf like oh yeah yeah of course where where did you go where i did was you end up i was right in melbourne 
Um, oh, yeah. Had some friends. And then I also Melbourne. spent yeah. some time on the Sunshine Coast. So it's, I got a bit of both because Melbourne was amazing, but it is very much just Toronto with better weather, hotter chicks, and, you know. For sure. Uh, a goofy accent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Accent, exactly. <laughs> a <laughs> goofier accent. Authentic yeah, yeah. each time on the Sunshine Coast, which was awesome. But when I had to come back to Halifax during the pandemic, then I got a job at CTV. So that got me into news. Then I realized, you know, I learned a lot of good production stuff there, but the hard cutting news isn't for me. So came on back and then, like you said, hooked up with SM Bets. Always a great time with those dudes. And yeah. recently they dialed that back a little bit. And now I'm putting everything into uh, my own Ben's Best Bets page. And, and we're doing pretty well. I'm kind of finding the balance of, giving out picks, but also having fun, making some dumb, goofy memes and stuff. But yeah. I am tracking the progress, and we're up like double-digit units in just baseball alone. So I'm, I'm doing that. So doing uh, cool stuff again to talk Love to you to guys. to see that. That's awesome, man. And yeah, I, like, were you behind a lot of the memes on Sportsnet Bets? Uh, because like that, that was a lot of your content creation. It, it was, and there was some like – there's some creatives. I, I was I was a fan more of quality over quantity. Some people wanted more quantity, but uh, mm-hmm. a lot of them were me. I was kind of the basketball dude. It was kind of great. We all kind of settled into our into our roles. I know you talked mm-hmm. to, to Pat as well. He was yeah like, yeah was hockey games. Give him to Pat. Those yeah. basketball games. We'll give them to Ben. Like we kind of figured out what everyone's strong suits were. And nice. And, uh, I think we all were behind at least a couple of memes that that kind of took off and did well. But. What I learned, man, and for everyone out there trying to make in this business, it's so random what gets caught up in like the algorithm. Like sometimes you make a killer meme and it gets to 200 views real quick and then just dies. It just stops. And then you make one that's not even as funny and then all of a sudden 10,000 views. So it's so random. It's barely to do with quality. It's all just like keep pushing away at it. Bro, yeah. it's just like some of the stuff that we've spent so much time on, A-Bird, where it's just like, yeah. oh, man, this is going to be sick. It's fire, it's hit. flat post, something like that. And then it like it might break a thousand or something. You're like, oh, and then it like teeters off a little bit there. But then we had like a promo post that went to like 14K. And you're like, what yeah, gift? Like, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I, I just literally slapped that shit together. Yeah. Um, and it even, really, uh, it really with, even with turns work? into followers too, right? It's like you're like 14k oh, views, yeah. 14 like we're, we're gonna skyrocket in followers. Like that's not necessarily the case, but that's okay. Yeah, that's no. okay. I mean, it's, if you can retain the followers, like from the people that come visit your page, that's a win. But like most of the time, it's just so random, right? Like uh, even with my my job as a social media guy as well, like. Oh. Sometimes I'll put so much effort into a reel and it, yeah, it just bombs. But then I'll just take some like off the cuff, like shitty behind the scenes video and it just pops off. And it's like, how, the, like, why did that happen? It's like so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just random, right? Yeah, It's so random. And you put all the time and effort into it and you do all the things right. You pick any, some, some trending audio or what have you. Oh yeah. And then like, like our stuff, the covers that we did at the indie, it's just like the stuff that we didn't put as much effort into got more traction than, you know, the, the reels that we put together and, and really uh, like actually spent the time to make a quality reel. And it just ends up getting lost in the algorithm. I hear you're not supposed to call it the algorithm. It's your audience or like yes. the audience yeah. didn't find that to be as appealing as some other stuff, but it's just like, yeah, it's all bullshit. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Cause maybe know. the audience did, maybe it didn't make it to the audience. I know. Right? But maybe you're right. Maybe you, the algorithm's taboo. I mean, we're getting a little off topic here, but do you sure. like? Are, but like, what are your thoughts on just like is shadow banning even real? Like, what? Why is it that some stuff that we post gets like all of the attention, but then if we tag like something randomly, it just it all of a sudden just gets shadow banned. It feels like. 
All, all I can say is just people that get paid a lot more than I do at Sportsnet, <laughs> whose job it is to figure that out. And as far as I can tell, like it didn't get figured out. So I'm not even going to try. Yeah. And, yo, and fair there, enough. I don't, I don't know if anyone's figured it out. <laughs> the, the, no. the one thing I will say, cause we are kind of getting off topic a bit. Nah, but, it's all good. Uh, this is to get become a sports bet. It's like, you know what you're saying about you take hours to, to, to find a bet and then produce stuff and, and give it to the audience. So, I just tell myself, okay, the research and the time I'm putting into making the best, I'm making all the bets myself too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it is worth it because I'm getting something from it if I'm right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you're just, you're double downing on what you're putting out there as well. And, you know, especially like we place all our bets here and we keep track of all of our stuff as well. We keep our receipts. So we know, you know, that we are bringing on people that have a bit of knowledge, like when it comes to yourself as well on the show. And that's why we're going to break down some bets and uh, we actually place them and keep our receipts and you can follow that on bet stamp, but we'll get into that in a bit as well. Um, but yeah, um, Sportsnet, great working with Cabby, great working with the team. Uh, obviously, we had Pat on the show as well. Um, and you guys, you know, band together and, and pick that team. You, you pick the Chargers to be able to cheer for it for the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah, what was yeah. it like working with that crew and and uh, working alongside Cabby and them? I mean, it, it really was kind of like a, a pinch yourself kind of thing. It, it was phenomenal. And it's kind of the dream. <laughs> it, it really is. And it just, just talking about the luck of the algorithm, it's also, you know, p- pure luck in that respect too. Yeah, uh, not, yeah. Not quite. I mean, you have to have some staying power with it, but um, mm-hmm. I think everyone just kind of, it's all about finding your role. We all kind of found our role there. And yeah. listen, I was doing whatever, wh- what I was doing for work, I did that for free anyway. I was staying at home. I was canceling plans to stay home and watch the Jays anyway. So yeah, if I exactly. had to make some tweets about it, make some memes about it, you know, great. Perfect. All good. Yeah. All good. Absolutely. Now, I know that you guys all ended up picking the Chargers. Is, are you actually a Chargers fan yourself as well? Or No, I'm 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 a I'm a Jets fan, but Oh, but I'm so this is a big off season for us. And, but I'm very much a easy jets fan, you know, like I'm, I got a Raptors tattoo. I watch every Uh Jays game because it's Toronto. It's Canada. I love it. I really just picked the jets because of two reasons. I got into football. Like I said, um, when I moved here, like Rex Ryan was a coach. I'm like, this guy, you know, a hard nice clip where he's like, all right, now let's go get a fucking snack. And then he hits the button. So I'm like, this is my guy. Yeah, and then yeah. also, I didn't want to pick a team that was too far away. Like being from the East Coast or even in Toronto, Ontario, it applies. Mm-hmm. People who are like, yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan. It's like, well, great. Now if you want to see them live, you got to fly across the country. I wanted something geographically a little close. So right, right, right. I'm a Jets fan. But on Sundays, I'm red zone. I'm a fan of the red zone. I'm a fan oh, yeah. of my fantasy team. And I'm a fan of whoever I bet on. I'll Great happily time. bet against or for the Jets. Whereas with the Raptors or the Jays, I tend to keep those out of my bets a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's great. And you're betting with your mind and not your heart as well. So that's 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 really good. Uh, is there a reason why you ended up – so it was it just Rex Ryan for going with the Jets as opposed <laughs> to the Giants? Or like – It was what, one of Because, like, where... man, you could have had it a lot better if you picked the Giants. Uh, I, well, you know, years. yeah, you're actually right. But you wanted to be – If don't forget, they made it to back-to-back AFC championship games. So that's mm-hmm. when I jumped on the bandwagon. You can't be a Patriots fan because then you're glory supporting. You're chasing the rings, right? It's just too cliche. But you also don't want to pick a, a garbage team either. Mark Sanchez just became the quarterback. So yeah, in two, in the, so we kind of thought that he was going to – I got a Sanchez jersey. He was a handsome yeah. dude, you know. We're like, this is the guy. <laughs> so you're trying to pick that moment like a stock, right? You're trying to buy it just before it goes off. 
but I'm not going to, I'm not, I didn't hop ship. I, I'm going to stay with them. Through yeah. 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 Well, you went down with the ship and now it's slowly it's about emerging again as well. So, I mean, like you got to be excited for that. And we're definitely going to have you back on to uh, talk about football as well. Talk about the Raptors as well. I mean, like for me, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a tough season for me. So uh, uh, as a Rams fan over here, but that's why mm. like, I'm also, I'm also, you got the number one pick baby. It won't be that yeah. tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, look, we got, uh, I mean, like, I've also become a Detroit Lions fan as well. Geographically speaking, it's pretty fucking good, too. So, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of, of both teams uh, since that trade sort of thing. And I wanted to see Goff go on and, and succeed. And he has been. So um, there's going to be uh, we're, a we're, soft we're gonna spot have... for the Bills as well. Eh? The Bills, but like honestly, especially when we're talking geographically, you're either a Bills fan or a Lions fan, especially in and around London, Ontario, Toronto. Uh, you got to be able to pick your team. A lot more Bills in Toronto, I find, um, and especially as of recently with the bandwagon, with like bandwagoner fans jumping on with the Bills, which is fine. Um, I don't know if the Lions. I just think you know I'm I'm trying to restore the roar a little bit more over here. So I mean, just going down, it's it's dev. They're definitely two blue collar teams, but. You know, something just feels different. It feels like the Lions have been waiting for longer to see some sort of success. And uh, it's something that I can definitely get behind. So um, definitely a lot to talk about when it you comes to the NFL coming You can see some big similarities between Dan Campbell and old school Rex Ryan, right? Just like a player's right? coach. Just like screw the analytics, like hardcore, like tough yeah. football coach. So I, I, I can see that, man. I can uh, see hyping it. up a team to run through a fucking brick wall, man. It's like you're definitely they're definitely cut from the same cloth. And that's uh, that's something that I'm really stoked for. So, yeah, maybe we can win a division this year. Who knows? Um, but we'll 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 keep that off for the next uh, couple months coming up here. Love to have you back on for that as well. But let's stick with. Our Blue Jays, uh, as the trade deadline has come and gone, um, the Jays definitely active, active, maybe not making a splash as much as Blue Jay fans wanted to see at the deadline. I always read in the forums and different chats that, you know, the, the Jays are cheap and they didn't make the moves that they needed to. They don't spend. Everyone's expecting Teo to come back to the Jays or for them to for them to get some big hitter that can actually hit against lefties. Um, but we ended up picking up, uh, you know, a, a few days before the deadline with Yenis uh, Cabrera, uh, then went back to the well to pick up uh, Jordan Hicks and then followed by Paul DeYoung as well. So um, let's let's get your take on, you know, starting off with Yenis as well. Uh, for me, I'm actually a Cardinals fan as well. I've I, my dad liked the Cardinals. I grew up watching the Cardinals as well. Mark McGuire, obviously, like I've, I, that's it's it's always just kind of been my secondary team as well. Uh, so to see the Cardinals having the shitty year that they are, and uh, for the for the Blue Jays to go and just take their pickings from them, uh, I, I was okay with that at the deadline. And you know, um, with one of my recent articles or pieces that I put out. I actually put out a list of different players that I wanted the Blue Jays to be able to target realistically because you you hear all these fans like, oh, I dream for fucking Shohei, and it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, let's come up with some realistic trade targets. Jordan Hicks was number one, and for a batter, I picked uh, Paul DeYoung as well, and and they were both, you know, the Jays ended up trading for them. So it gave me a little bit of gratitude or a little bit of uh, a little bit of a heat check as well, just sort of being like, yeah, I'm not a complete idiot, right? So I was like, I, I, I might know what I'm talking about here, but I, at the end of the day, I was just happy that they uh, – that they went after the players that I had circled. Uh, with that being said, what are your thoughts, even starting off with the Ennis Cabrera? Well, I think you can never have too many good left, left-handed left uh, pitchers in the bullpen, right? Yeah. It definitely can't hurt. Uh, his ERA doesn't look that pretty coming in. Um, mm -hmm. But when you see him pitch in a Jays uniform, I think you know he gave up some runs in the in uh, two games ago. But sure. apart from that, he's been pretty lights out. And we thought he'd be kind of a guy to come in maybe and just like, eat some innings from the bullpen, but I can see him like step up to an actual like setup man role here. Setup he's been, man, yeah. He's really kind of impressed me to be quite honest with you. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like that was definitely a name that, you know, the, the, the Jays fans didn't really see coming in or nobody had, had it really pegged, but it was, it was sort of a good way to set things up for what was to come with Jordan Hicks, which is one of the bigger relievers or the bigger names that was available at the deadline across the league. And the Blue Jays were able to hop on that, um, you know, as soon as Jordan Romano hit the IL. Uh, Jordan Hicks for me, I mean, like he's, he's a great pitcher. someone that I even have on my fantasy team right now. And I was happy to see him go over to the Jays, um, can pitch the fucking lights out. Um, like his fastball, what does it reach? 103, 104, like nuts. It's crazy. Filth. Um, but yeah, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Could you see him actually just step in as our go-to closer? Is that some sort of chemistry that might be weird in the bullpen or you see us maybe going by a closer by committee while Romano's out? Well, I, oh, well, well, I think while Romano's out, it's a different story. I haven't really put my head there because I am expecting it to be like a minimum stay for Romano, like in my head anyway. I saw mm. him taking some, uh, doing some throws and stuff today. He obviously had that injury like niggling at him from the all-star break. And sometimes yeah, yeah. you just need to take a full 15 off and just kind of chill. Um, I think he could be that. I think of the three trades, the Jordan Hicks trade definitely is the most likely to be an impact trade where if we do make the postseason, he'll have a role to play. He throws, he he does have a high whip. It's like 1.5. Like runners do get on base and it can be volatile and mm-hmm. he is prone to being blown up now and again. I yes. think when Romano comes back is definitely uh, his job again. I think he's also oh, like of a course. fan favorite. When you're in the stadium, bro, and yeah. especially when the oh, dome it goes goes, nuts. They can make it, uh, when it all goes dark all the red and lights. the red comes on, it yeah. is awesome. Yeah, uh, so I think if we can get some good innings out of Hicks while Romano's gone, if he can pick up some saves, that's awesome. But I was really happy with how Garcia was pitching, right? He was pitching really Yimmy? well yeah. before he came in. I think I wonder how much the Romano impact had um, had on the front office to go get Jordan Hicks. I think it's such a great insurance policy, right? I think Romano's the guy, but these back things, you know, these are these are serious and they can linger. Yeah, that so scares me. To have someone with closer experience ready to go. I'm not saying that he's going to take away the job from Romano. I, I'm wondering, like, going into the next stretch, because, like, man, 15-day IL, we all know that that can, that, that can take a while, too. Like, it's not like it, it might be more than 15 days, especially if it's his back and you want to make sure that he's ready. And, and then I probably won't see them rushing him back unless they fall out of serious contention and the bullpen is, has issues. Um, but with that being said, um, I definitely think that, you know, I think that the Jays probably would have made that trade regardless uh, because they did need to bolster their their bullpen a little bit as well as most teams you know that are competing should do that at the deadline um so i don't necessarily think that they wouldn't have passed up on it if it wasn't for romano but being able to have somebody that gets the nod late games that has been in that situation with the cardinals uh for this year for the for the majority of this year um i think I think his, his stats don't lend well to him right now because he was having a, a pretty brutal start to the year. And, you know, a lot of people were wondering if he was going to be DFA'd anyways. So, uh, but he definitely turned things around. They threw him directly into that closer, um, that closing spot. And I think maybe even at that point, they the Cardinals wanted to maybe have Jordan Hicks stock rise a little bit so that they might be able to use him at the deadline uh, for something like that, whether or not they'd be, they'd be buying or selling. So uh, with that being said, I mean, I... I, I, I'm really big on Jordan Hicks. I love that move. Um, and then kind of within the same sort of realm, we look at Paul DeYoung. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Is it DeYoung, DeJong? I don't know. No, DeYoung, um, DeYoung. DeYoung, DeYoung. And I guess 
would the Blue Jays have gone for that shortstop if it wasn't for Bo going out? Or do you think they might have gone with maybe somebody like a Tommy Pham, maybe some sort of an outfielder, um, just so, just a righty bat that would be able to hit against left-handed pitchers? Um, what's your thoughts on going after Paul? I, I think you nailed it. I think the, the bow injury, I mean, just to look at the timing, I think it really was a, a major factor into getting DeYoung because we're training for DeYoung, hoping for a best-case scenario from him. I think he only had one homer in the whole of August, right? He's He had a great uh, start to his career, and it's been kind of shaky since then. But the Cardinals, I'm going to accuse them of even now with their talented outfielders, they like to move players in and out a lot. I don't know if that was a – so if he was a – you know, that affected his playing time. Like, not yeah, good, you know, but with Bo out, he'll get a good run. He's a good defensive shortstop. And I very think good defensive. Shortstop. I'm glad he's, he's on our squad, I, but I do think when Bo is back, he's going to be more of obviously a bench role and everything, but of you course. look at the production, like guys, Espinel made it to the all-star game last year. I yeah. Mean, but that's a microcosm of the whole season, right? Like you look at Varsha, you look at Kirk, like all these guys who we expected to contribute. They're not really giving as much of anything. Like Springer celebrating getting a single yesterday because he yeah. like eight, nine games. Yeah. So the more uh, pop we can have in the lineup, the better. I mean, yeah, I totally. I mean, every like you see like floating around social media, like the Kevin Biggio uh, apology forms, and I'm like, I'm not fucking signing that. It's he what he has a couple good games, and all of a sudden everyone's praising and and shouting his name, and it's just like, I I mean, we were talking, I was talking to one of my buddies, and I'm like, I'm still pissed that he's on the I'm on the roster here. I'm surprised that he wasn't. <laughs> I know, right? Shipped. So it's like I don't. I, there's there's a lot of players that you know the Blue Jays hold in high stock that have not been performing, and like. With those three people, those three pitchers that we, or the two uh, bullpen pitchers and Paul DeYoung as well, do you think that was enough at the deadline? What do you give the Blue Jays as a, as a trade deadline grade? I'm honestly going to give them an A- minus based on expectations mm -hmm. because like you just said, like what were they supposed to do? Our farm system isn't talented enough. Like we don't have a great prospect waiting to come on that's being, you know, there's so, there's so many organizations that have these great uh, minor league prospects, but, you know, we have some veterans blocking the way. That's not the case for us. So we don't have much to offer because we're trying to compete now. Mm -hmm. So we can't give someone that we need now, and we don't have that many guys that can help in the future. So we can't exactly. acquire a Scherzer or a Verlander. I mean, so we did the best we could, and we got the knees we had. Like Romano went down, we got Hicks. Bichette went down, we got DeYoung. We're just trying to keep our head above water. If, if anyone thinks we're going to win this division, obviously that's not going to happen. The Rays are <laughs> You heard it here first. The not Orioles, happening. Uh, the Orioles are too good. I mean, look at the series that just happened, right? Yeah. The Orioles yeah. are better. They're going to win the division. So all we need to do is get to the dance and kind of hope for the best. So we put ourselves in a position to still make it there. That's all you can ask for. So I'll give it an A-. minus. Yeah. Bird, yeah. would you agree well with that? Well said. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. I don't, there's nothing really else to add to that. Yeah, I would give it probably, a, I was going to say anywhere between a B plus to an A minus. I mean, look, it's it's exactly what you mentioned. Uh, they are just trying to be able to tread lightly here. Um, they're, they're in a volatile position because everyone is like, it, it's it's a close race there. Um, I could see um, the, the Astros pulling away a little bit more. I mean, now with the acquisition of getting Verlander back and then, you know, and then uh, Scherzer as well going over to Texas, uh, going to the Rangers as well. It's... I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be enough. I mean, like it will be enough to keep us in the race. I do think the Blue Jays will make the playoffs. 
I do think they will get one of those three wild card spots. Um, it's just about who you're going to face, and it, it could be the Rays, it could be the Red oh. Sox, um, it could be the Astros. We don't know. Um, it's 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 really it's really tough to say, and I, I just I hope it's enough. Um, are you glad? Are you glad that the Jays didn't go for a Teo or need I say fucking Marcus Stroman? <laughs> you know, what? I, I think I am. I honestly am because those guys come with so much hype and there's so much nostalgia, but it wouldn't be fair to them because like them being the players because Teo's having a rough season. Stroman actually was having a great season. He yeah. just got put on the injured list and some people are kind of speculating it might be kind of a phantom injury just because he's had quite a few rough starts in a row. He might need that mental reset. Yeah. The expectation of the fans in Toronto is already so high. When you bring yeah. back these these guys, the expectation would be even higher and that's only going to lead to disappointment. So I think the managers kind of did the fans a favor by not giving them that hope. You know what they say, hope is a dangerous thing. So Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. I would, yeah, and you know, I just with with the way things ended with Strowman and in our head office as well, it's just like I don't know why you'd want to be able to invite that back. And most Jay fans are like, bring back the Stro Show. It's just like you're you're dumb. Like why why would you want that and to ruin some sort of chemistry? And same thing with Teo. We're just like they shipped him out for pitching, and like I don't think that they're gonna bring him back because they were trying to head in a more serious direction. And he was all about the home run jacket. Him and Lourdes Gurriel, like like th- that's why they wanted to change in uh, attitude when. It came to the clubhouse and i don't know why they would go and bring that back and especially uh bring back players like that so with that being said i mean i'm, I'm happy with what the jays did um I, I definitely thought they made realistic moves um and you know if you're a jays fan and you're pissed off with how things went at the deadline i mean we'll see in a couple weeks though i mean we could be we could be we could like it all we want now uh it hasn't been you know the greatest since um since the trade deadline, but we're only a couple games in. Uh, there's just a, a couple more alarming things that we'd have to, you know, worry about before whether or not we made the right decision at the deadline. Uh, one thing that's comforting though is that everyone else pretty much stayed pat. There wasn't a lot of movement at the deadline. There was looking like there's going to be a flurry of trades come six o'clock Eastern time. Uh, and it, and really, does it shock you that the Red Sox or um, or the Yankees? Uh, and even the Orioles, like I thought the Orioles were going to make some big moves and they ended up picking Jack, they ended up picking a Flaherty and he, you know, obviously had a great game today against the Jays as well, but are you surprised there wasn't much movement? Um, give us your thoughts on that. I I'm not surprised just because I think everyone except the Yankees are pretty happy with where they are. And the, the price of the deadline, guys, like, obviously take whatever you think a guy's worth and add 20, 25% to it. Right. Cause, yeah. Cause are desperate. The the Yankees a little bit, but I think that they were just being realistic. They don't have really a roster to make a run right now outside of Aaron Judge, who just came back from injury, and he's even saying his toes still bothering him. So yeah, you know the the Yankees fans, they're kind of like Jays fans, right? They always want to compete, but maybe their front office was just being realistic with that. Exactly. I think um, I think once Furlander and Scherzer were gone, everything else in terms of impact trades were kind of minor. So I wasn't too surprised. I wasn't too surprised. But we were chatting a little bit before the show and um, and just even with some of the content that we we're putting out. And you're surprised that the Angels uh, were buyers at the deadline and uh, ended up oh, yeah. up like the Lucas Giolito, uh, CJ Crone, um, our boy Randy Gretchuk as well. Uh, what are just, they doing? Are you, are you thinking that they're, they're going to be contenders in the wild card? No, like I'm I didn't say I'm I'm right by saying I'm not surprised. Personally, I don't see it with the Angels. I don't. 
if I was them, I would have tried to get everything I could for Shohei because his value is so high. He's going to be a free agent. You don't know if he's going to resign with you. But if you're in the Angels front office, your hands are kind of tied. You don't want to be the GM that traded away Shohei. So personally, from, right. my, from, my, from my couch, I definitely think they should have taken every prospect or everyone they could for Shohei and just nailed it in my, with Mike Trout still out injured and everything. We look at Giolito, guys. Giolito just got absolutely lit up in his last spot. Buddy, buddy, so, I took I took the brace on the spread for that midday game yesterday, yeah. that early game. It was fucking mwah, money in the bank. It was so yeah, They had to do it to kind of appease their fans, but I think they're going to look back on the season and been like, that was probably a mistake. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean that that's just that's just the Angels uh front office for you, man. They they're just uh they are brutal. Um, <laughs> I'm the same with the Cubs too with Bellinger. Like if Bellinger was able to, right, be, that would have been huge. And this is the worst thing that can happen. And I think this happened a few years ago with the Jays too, where just before the trade deadline, you're probably going to be sellers. Oh, and then maybe you win eight out of ten games or ten out of thirteen, and you trick yourself yeah. with thinking you have a shot here. Yeah. When really teams should be more realistic. Exactly. Exactly. Well, being realistic, then what are your thoughts? What can you put, like wrap it up into a, a bow here for us when it comes to the Jays with the next two months ahead of us as, as we're grinding it down dog days of summer, we're pushing for wild card spot. First place taking the division isn't realistic. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, are you optimistic? Are you concerned? Tell us. I don't know why I do this, but I'm the biggest critic of my teams. Like, Mm-hmm. I'm a bit concerned, although I look at the st- the odds that I just checked, and the Jays are still minus 285 to make the playoffs. So it's still pretty overwhelming that they're going to mm-hmm. make it. I think yeah. the bats have to turn it around. We've been waiting long enough, right? Every yeah. single Jays player is underperforming pretty much. I can't think of a single one in terms of the offensive lineup. You know, like it said, Varsho, Kirk, Vladdy, Bozy exemption, but Springer, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. just hoping they turn it around, right? That, that they turn it around. And if they do, then we'll be in no sweat. And if not, we'll really be grinding it out all the way until the end, all the way until the end. Because there's some teams like the Mariners I like that are going to be coming on from the outside looking in too. It's going to be a tie finish of the wild card race. It doesn't oh, help yeah. that we're in the hardest division in all of sports. The oh, yeah. the and that division. final stretch too is crazy. All the yeah. series yeah. against our division, like that's – that's going to decide a lot. Right. Exactly. It, it's insane. And like, it's just like, just talking about that now, and we'll be able to segue into our betting segment here. DB two bets. Um, we are like, we just dropped three or four against the Orioles. Um, and, and now we're heading into a weekend series against the Red Sox, uh, who are only two games behind us right now. I think um, this is a completely pivotal series. that could completely change the, the landscape of, of the wildcard race. And really, I feel like if the Jays didn't make those trades, the deadline, I mean, they, they couldn't afford to stand pat like some of these other teams. So um, that being said, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, if these bats can actually wake up and they can start hitting because that was our, our main issue against the Orioles. This, uh, I mean, there's a lot of issues. I mean, just watching the game today, like too many runners that are left on base. It's just, it's something that needs to turn around. Will it turn around? I feel pessimistic a little bit about it because like if it hasn't happened at this point, like what are we waiting for? What is automatic? What is just going to click out of nowhere? I mean, they showed promise of having some uh, with having you know, a good offense throughout the you know, portions of the year, but now going into the, like the, the last two months, if it hasn't clicked yet, like I don't know what we're waiting for here. So, I mean, as a Jays fan, I'm a little nervous um, and I, I don't know what to expect for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the season. Um, 
Bird, well, you know, are you with I, me? Or? What, what I'm hearing is Jace to not make the playoffs at plus 215 is a great emotional hedge, right? You kind of win either way. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. I mean, yeah. that was what I did today when I took the I took the Orioles on the money line. It was plus 140. I'm like, why wouldn't the Orioles win? It seems like whenever Gosman's on the mound, they can't give him any sort of run support. And that's exactly what it was today. And it's, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of just betting on the Jays and uh and having them lose because it's a homer pick like it's just it just didn't make sense to me and then you take jack flaherty on the on the over for strikeouts and then you know it, it, it's it's a win-win you hedge your bets with your emotions i guess in that sense and you know with uh with that i mean bird are you, are you with me or is that uh well i was gonna I, say I like too much of a debbie downer here no no at some point you have to look at the sample size and say well like what what's a big enough sample size is like over half a season good enough like it, you know <laughs> what i mean like like Fuck. you said is it just gonna click at it nowhere and especially like i said with the last few uh what is it like four saying that it couldn't happen is all but... against our own division like in what were we just talking about before the show well, against let's... the red Sox? like yeah let's i mean let's... yeah I'll, I'll, I'll wait for it but like man it just it does not look good so you gotta hope for like uh to to gain a little bit of ground until then at least you know I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna double down on this too with um you know with you know, just hedging our bets with our emotions here and not taking the homer pick and uh, that will just bleed right into uh, DB2 bets here uh, where we use the BetStamp app to find the best odds out there across all the different sports books. So make sure you follow us on BetStamp uh, to make sure that uh, we are sticking to our bets and uh, keeping us accountable by checking our receipts. Um, as soon as I mentioned that, I'm like, like with all the chirping that we get online sometimes, it's just like, I'm just like, hey, like we actually have a pretty good record. And then we went 0 for 3 last week. So it's like, I shouldn't have fucking said anything. <laughs> um, it was brutal. But yeah, we're jumping into DB2 bets here. And I'm going to start us off here with my pick uh, as I'm going to take the Red Sox on the money line tomorrow, minus 144. Uh, and that was available over on Pinnacle. Look, we got Paxton against Manoa. Manoa has been looking decent. I mean, aside from almost killing Taylor Ward. Uh, oh, last I was like, at that game. Yeah, that was oh, not dude, good. You must have heard a pin drop when that happened. Like, dude, it was, it was nuts. Yeesh. Silent in there. Prayers up for T Ward. But yeah, yeah it's, it uh, I mean, like he's been, he's been okay since coming back. Um, definitely showing signs of improvement. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're facing Paxton or Paxton's taking the mound for the Red Sox as well. Um, and he has less innings pitched, but more strikeouts than um, the Manoa. So it's like, and his record also reflects um, reflects that as well. So I'm going to take the Red Sox on the money line. We just looked it up. I'm like, there's no way that like the, the Jays can't be like, we weren't sure what the season series was, but it is actually 0-7. The Jays have not beat the Red Sox yet this year. I did not actually real. I thought that they might have squeaked out one game, but no, they're 0 for 7. So I'm not about to start betting on the Blue Jays uh, until they can show me that their bats wake up a little bit. Generally speaking, they do bat pretty well in, in Fenway. So, I mean, not saying not saying they that they won't be able to put up runs, but it's also a matter of whether or not the bullpen will be able to uh, hold that down. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take the Red Sox on the money line. Am I, am I a bad guy for taking them? Not at all. I think you're really smart. In fact, you just triggered my memory. That was the game that we scored 20 plus runs and Tapia had the inside the park home run last year. Yeah. 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 You're going to watch. Oh, uh, I'm surprised fuck. the odds aren't even great towards uh, the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox have, but James Paxton has been tremendous this season. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, but I guess Manoa, you'll be fine. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've kept going back to the well and getting punished every time I bet on Manoa beginning of the season. I laid off any time he started, and then now I've, I've transitioned to betting the opposite team. So, I mean, going into Fenway, I mean, like, look, if if they're if they're going to come off a tough series, and this was they played, this is a four game series, right? They did, they went Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, and then now they're heading to Boston. They didn't particularly play well against Baltimore. And a, a, a red hot Boston team as well that has been surging. I, I mean, I don't like it for the Blue Jays. I I mean, hopefully they can turn it around um, within the weekend and hopefully at least take one or two. Uh, but I'm more afraid of an, of another potential sweep. I don't know. It's just it hasn't. Uh, I, I just I feel a little uneasy. You know, after you know giving them all their glory at the trade deadline, like well, it's amazing. But also they've been spooking me. So. I am not going with the Blue Jays. I'm going to stick with the Red Sox here. Money line minus 144. Best odds that we found on BetStamp. We're over at Pinnacle. Uh, always great sports book to be able to bet with. Now, Benny boy, you got a couple picks for us here. Uh, we're going to start off with your Houston Astros pick. We're going to go with the Astros on the run line. Talk to me about it. Tell me why we're going to put our money down on that. Well, I mean, I could have given you money line, right? But I just think it's going to be a beat down. Like, take the plus money. The Yankees have Luis Severino going for them. And after his last start on Sunday Night Baseball, where talk about the Orioles, right? They absolutely destroyed Severino. He's been having an atrocious season. He's not missing really any bats. Um, he shouldn't even be making the start. If they had other options to go to, they probably would go to other options. I don't see how the Astros don't just get on him early, put up a ton of runs. And the Yankees' offense has been pretty anemic, even with Judge back. So... I'm all over the Astros in this one. They, they just yeah. got Verlander back. They're feeling it. You know, they're oh, going to make yeah. a run. It's go time for the Astros. They're going up. The Yankees are going down. It's just, you know, anything can happen yeah. in baseball, but the Astros really should dominate and win this one. I mean, they're currently, I mean, the Yankees are up 3-2 right now. That can go either way. I mean, I, I trust the uh, the Astros pen as well. And then you have... Um, uh, you have Hunter Brown that's pitching tomorrow, seven and seven, like you were saying. He's like, it is what it is, sort of thing. Uh, but Luis Severino is the is the difference in that too. So definitely look for the Astros to uh, run away with this one. Even just looking at BetStamp and looking at all the different odds available over here. I mean, uh, you can even take them on the money line at minus one thirty three as well. That's available on Botano. So even good value when it comes to that. But I like the um, I like the run line on that as well. We're going um, minus one point five. Uh, available on uh, DraftKings uh, at plus 120 is available there as well. Um, finally, we're going to end things off with your Mariners pick. Talk to me about the Mariners. And uh, yeah, like they mentioned, uh, they did not end up going um, uh, and dealing Teo. They 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 moved around a bit at the deadline. They got rid of their closer, Paul Seawald, sending them over to the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, and then uh, giving that up to uh, um, some of their younger pitchers that they have in the bullpen as well. Um, so they, they were they were a little bit busy. It almost looked like they were going to be sellers, but um, they are actually on an upward trajectory, and that's why you took them on the money line. Tell me about it. Well, I think they would have been sellers for the right price. Like Tails, I think he's only batting in the two thirties right now. He's not even giving them that much anyway. I think if you took him out of their lineup, it wouldn't affect their win loss total that much. They still have Anthony Munoz in the bullpen. He's mm -hmm. more talented in terms of raw stuff than Seawald is. So I think they moved yeah. him knowing that they could elevate him into the closer position pretty comfortably. They're only three games back of the wild card. They're still in it to win it. Um, mm -hmm. They just played the Red Sox in a series. They took that series, I believe. I think that they're going to be kind of sneaky, making a push. Before the season, 
I made a bet for the Mariners to win the division at like plus 320. It looks really foolish now, but there was optimism around this Mariners team. And oh, yeah. Big time. Really good players, right? Um, so I just think the Mariners can pull it out. And like I said, Shohei can't do it all for the Angels. I just yeah. don't really rate this Angels team that much. Shohei's nope. pitching tonight. You never know. He's had some injury issues as well. So I just think the Mariners money line, a plus money value is great odds. I don't oh, yeah. think, you know, if it was minus 125 or something, I'm not saying, you know, it's a lock by any means, but you got to look for value in betting and to get it plus money, I'm all over it. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, one more thing. I think Luis Castillo is lined up. Luis Castillo, baby. Yep. I, I mean, that's someone I have on my fantasy as well. Against, against Detmers. Okay yeah. for the Angels, but he misses a lot of bats, but he's prone to being blown up as well. Well, I mean, as long as the Mariners' bats can't wake up, I mean, like I've seen a lot of no decisions go towards uh, Castillo as well this year with, um, you know, the bats falling asleep for the Mariners. So, I mean, if they can at least get a few off of uh, Detmers, uh, then I definitely think that, um, you know, they stand a pretty good chance uh, being able to beat them uh, on their home field as well. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go with the Seattle Mariners. I do like that. I'm not going to disagree with it. I'm going to take it, actually. I'm going to put that money on the money line, plus 105, and that's available on the score bet. You know how much we love the score bet. Um, a lot of great incentives for going up with the score bet as well uh one more time ben holmes thank you so much for jumping on the show i cannot wait to have you back it was an absolute delight having you on uh let us know is there anything else that's coming up uh recently uh anything that's uh, on the docket that we need to be looking out for i'm actually going to be launching a podcast of my own actually it's going to be called crystal ballin and it's all about futures bets it's all about finding value in oh, futures bets damn oh, i like that oh we'll have plenty up. boys on for sure the thing with yeah. these podcasts right is they have a shelf life so you give these picks out and then oh if you don't hear it in a day you're gonna miss where to place the bet so i'm trying to get a podcast that's a bit more mm -hmm. uh has a bit more of a shelf life to it so we're probably going to launch course. that in the next two or three weeks just to gear up for the NFL season and give yeah. out some futures, best division winners, MVPs, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and also uh, catch me over on Instagram and TikTok at Ben's Best Bets. Ben's and best we'll just bet, be baby. chilling, guys. It's just good vibes. And most of the stuff I put out is 60 seconds or less, quick hitters, and it's all good fun. That's it. We're going to be releasing some content as well, doing some collaborative posts as well. So uh, very looking forward to being able to work with you and jump on your pod as well. Uh, but thank you again for so much for jumping on here. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Uh, next week, like we mentioned, we're actually going to be doing some CFL coverage uh, with Griff, one of our very own from Cryer Media. So make sure you check that out. Uh, but once again, Ben Holmes, thanks so much for jumping on. We'll catch you all next week. Have yourselves a great weekend. Cheers. do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. 
wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.